everybody and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the artist connection the artist connection is a community where we share all of our resources with everyone and bring like joy and love and just hope to you know everything that we do we have a lot of great artists here tonight and it's going to be an amazing show i'm going to start by introducing to Kara. And she's going to tell us all about her new book that she just had coming out. I have the pleasure of actually seeing her perform. And she is a great, great, dope, dope poet. So, Takara, tell us about yourself, what you have going on in the community. And then tell us about your book. And then bless our mic. Awesome. Well, hello, everybody. As she said, my name is Takara. Um, I uh, write or sometimes perform under Naturally Kara. And... Uh, I am a poet, a new author, right, and an all-around creative. I love things, everything creative. So for the community, I love to go to open mics. I um, I love to do uh, events and um, writing workshops I have coming up. I also have um, a book club coming up because people keep hounding me about a book club related to the book. So <laughs> we're going to give the people what they want and have a book club. Um, but yeah, so I did do a uh, Sound and Light, as she said. This is a book. It came out April 30th um, or 29th. And you can, uh, thank you for dropping the link. You can get it on Amazon or Obama's Kitchen Press. And I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Drea, so much for inviting me to be amongst fellow poets and creatives. I'm always honored to be in the room with genius minds because I think uh, poets are some of the most brilliant people and creatives in general are some of the most brilliant people in the, in the world. Um, so yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. What You want me to read something now, you were saying? Yes, bless our mics. Okay. So one day I was scrolling through Instagram, right? And I saw this post that said, if all you had to do to heal was forgive, would you do it? And it triggered me because I was in a season of unforgiveness. I did not want to forgive. I had a right to feel how I felt, right? I had a right to be angry. And so this is my response to that question. If all you had to do to heal was forgive, would you? Don't make it sound so easy. As if it's not like breaking the, the bones of a celestial body and moving it from one universe to another to rediscover how to balance on a new axis. As if it's not like calling into question my very existence, which by definition is the continuation of a life I built on a foundation of protecting my significance. If all I had to do was give up all I had and lose everything I used to conserve myself and preserve my mental health, then I am left gaping open and sensitive to introspection, digging deep into the wound to ascertain the affection of my spirit. Don't act like healing isn't one of the hardest things I will ever have to do. If forgiveness is all that stands in the way, if forgiveness is the only thing my soul lacks, if forgiveness is the answer to my future surpassing my past, then I must drop the face of the mask I've had to date. This is more than just letting go. I have to fully amputate pieces of my consciousness to rebuild my subconscious thoughts and create a new cognition. 
I have to ignore my flighty intuition that often confuses butterflies with a beautiful lie that I deserve to be given some kind of consolation prize for my pain in the name of an apology. If I forgive, then that would be the death of me. I'd have to answer for who I chose to be, stand skeletal in front of the mirror and acknowledge the pain of my soul laboring for rebirth, breathe in and out. Feel the sweat fall down my brow, bare my teeth and push until it all falls out. The bitterness, resentment, anger, and fear don't make it sound like healing isn't the hardest thing I will ever have to do. If all I had to do was give up everything I thought I knew about faith and strength and choose to start anew, would I do it? Maybe. Thank you. And that's that piece. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so my book is really about my faith journey. I call it like a poetic memoir of me uh, growing up very Christian in a very, you know, nice, beautifully strict household. My mother was lovely, but struggling with those questions of faith and God and how I reconciled that at the end. And um, so, yeah, it's just really a testimony in a, in, a, in a faith memoir, if you will. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that a lot of people struggle with those things, right? So forgiveness, sometimes it can be tough, but we have to understand forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for ourselves. But you worded it so beautifully and just your presentation of the piece was just magical for me. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to pass the mic to AJ Wong. Okay. You, thank you, uh, Dre. You know, it usually takes me about 10 minutes to get warmed up with the whole process and everything is super minuscule because I'm doing it on the phone for the first time. What's up, Queen Kwani? Uh, today, we are going to introduce, I've been waiting to introduce this man here, this is a poet. This is my first poet laureate that I've ever met. And it's a pleasure to introduce on Artist Connection. This is Brother Caesar. Brother Caesar Avalar, could you let us know who you are, where you came from, what's your story? Uh, how did you become this poet laureate? This is incredible. You know, um, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me and having, you know, this space is dope. I could feel the warm energy already. And basically, um, you know, I'm from the San Fernando Valley. Life took me to Pomona. I've been living here for 10 years, going on 11. And, I, and you know, I, I found a community here. Uh, I was given an opportunity to uh, volunteer to have an open mic at a space that's been going on for the last six years. And, um, and it's a beautiful community. Like anyone that goes there is talk about a safe space. You know what I'm saying? Like the host myself is with y'all. If they kick y'all out, they kick me out. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's that kind of energy, you know, and I'm really proud of that. And I'm really happy that community has that space. So basically how I got the poet laureate position was I'm not really a title kind of person. I was already thinking of having an event for the Poet Laureate that was going to come. But then uh, the Library Foundation people, they contacted me and they said, you know, you've been nominated like, you know, by an overwhelming amount, but you don't even have like an application, you know? And I go, okay, that's, that's cool. That sounds like a calling rather than something that was on my mind. So I said, okay, cool. So I just keep promoting poetry. 
um, you know, keep going to the schools around here whenever, like, you know, time permits itself. And, uh, and you know, trying to, trying to integrate poetry with, with, uh, with the truth with local government, which means education, which means parks and rec, integrate creative writing in there, but our creative writing, you know, the folks that live in the community, like our voices, you know, I feel like our voices are so talented, like enough that we have, you know, all we need is uh, resources really and uh, the right people to get behind us. And then you know, I think the whole community could really benefit from that. I really do. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, I really do feel that. And little by little, you know, we're in the fight, you know, etching away together. Well, let's get off into the fight of hearing you speak uh, okay. for why you became the Poet Laureate. We all here connecting as artists. Okay. What's going down? Let's go, Caesar. Okay. This is called Green Flem Tacos. On the lunchroom wall hangs a poster that grows a pair of lips and spits in my face as I eat. Its words become green phlegm lounding at my food as I eat. Their words say, we would like to thank our production staff for the taco lunch for working determinedly for so many consecutive days. So join us and keep up the good work. These words create a hatred so deep that my existence becomes a rope hanging on the trembles of my jaw. I guess with these tacos, my family will get back to hours daddy wasn't home. I guess my son's feeling of neglect will disappear with just a splash of red salsa and onions. Maybe I'm just supposed to uh, get undone and allow time to retract. And maybe I will come home on time to be a good father. Or maybe for these tacos, I am to be grateful to a company that makes millions a week and gives us a lunch instead of a raise. Maybe I'm just supposed to accept this lunch with all its strings attached to my arms and legs, and maybe I'm just supposed to stay quiet, benevolent, and not think of capital while living in a world that requires it to live. The taco truck arrives. No one feels the punch in the stomach. No one feels the spit on their foreheads. No one feels the gravel under their feet turn into repeated cycles of lies. Every mouth begins to talk freely. Every mule begins to laugh. Everything remains the same. Should I forget that I'm a man? Should I forget that I'm a man? Should I join this choir of asses? Should I live the day a donkey? Should I give in to these diversions of double tortillas to fill me up so I can hurry up, heeing and hawing my way back to work? Somehow these tacos seem like a joke where the only one who isn't laughing is me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Taco. Yeah, uh, we. I already knew the direction once I heard the title. Yeah, all right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Time, brother. Right on time. We're gonna spin the block and come back to you. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Dre right now. Thank you so much for that, Caesar. That was that's the second time I heard that poem, and it hit like hard again. 
Like that's very important for people to hear your words and how you feel and the way you express yourself through your poetry is really dope. Okay. Hi, Fly High. So happy to have you here again. Up next to bless our mic is Sandy. Sandy, tell us who you are, what you have going on in the community, and then bless our mic. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you, Jaya. And thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I'm Sandy Shakes. And I have a few things coming up. Um, I'm a poet from Boyle Heights, first of all, uh, raised, not born. I'm originally from the shy, but they kicked me out when I was a baby. So here I am. Um, I have an upcoming uh, really cool open mic and we're featuring an amazing, she is so fire y'all, um, from South Africa. And it's going down May 19th. Um, I'm hosting for Tesoro, an amazing all women organization that like blows up the mic. So if you guys wanna check it out, uh, follow me. Um, I've been invited also, and hopefully I can make this to go on stage uh, for the Always Running Book Festival, which is also in May. Um, I'm thinking about that. So we might have a bunch of us there, you know, rocking the mic for Luis which is uh, an important, important person in, in um, at least Raza Bull culture, right? Where we first saw faces like ours on pages. And so that's gonna be dope. And then July 29, I'm probably gonna be in San Diego um, at La Palabra. Um, and so that's gonna be really, really cool. Um, and yeah, and I mean, we do this so we can breathe, you know, I, I've been to Cesar's space i mean Drea, she's like a big supporter of the community and and it's always home and and i love vibing with y'all because you never know you know what piece you're gonna need that day so that's what i got um here we go and tonight i'm just gonna give you an old one i don't read this one much often but it did happen uh during quarantine so i want to share those feelings where a lot of artists suffered. And here we go. Mic checks okay? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> How many mics did they take in 2020? Say me say many money. Say we say many, many, many. It's been too long and the poets need our word songs. We are lyrically inclined to drink the phrases that produce sour faces. Poets stomach strong. So we shoot blood clots down our throats, close our eyes like good whiskey. Smile when the poison burns. You can't understand the vibration that pushes ourselves to duplicate. Inhale, exhale, the next poet's story, haiku, half truth. Unless you have choked on your favorite piece, took a breath and hopped onto the next stanza. You will never understand how we raise poems to become productive humans, graduate to become better parents because our pieces outgrew the trauma in our lineage. We encourage these teens to fly when they are ready. If they promise to visit when we are lonely or send us a gift on Mother's Day. 
We need poetry in person. Ya basta. That's Mexican for enough already. Can we get our tools back? The rooms packed with the mics. They stay ghosting, asking for some kind of sound check, soul check, be unchecked. Unchecked with the power that cruises into local dive bars. The one line that makes the last drunk snap his fingers and say, hey, live shows gave us drink, green drink vitamins. The energy, the vibes, the backstage was the alley. The next poet on deck, man, organized chaos. I miss it. Give us the mic, the poets beg, but the DJ was taken out by COVID, damn. You know what? It's all right. Let's do this a cappella. I haven't met a poet that required a power source anyway. Our stories came from dreams parents failed to mention, pain that we covered in ink, and finding poets with our same accent. Now, how many mics did they take in 2020? Say me say many money. Say we say many, many, too many. We have kept tabs and we will not remember to forget. Now the poets will rise and speak like we just repaired our base. So the thunder we preach will enter your chest. If you feel us, give us our poetic reparations. We got lines after lines that this quarantine deprived us of. It is time for us to come out and play. Breathe and stop. Poets, let the mic announce us again. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much for that piece, Sandy. Thank you, Mike. I had the opportunity of uh, featuring with Sandy at Caesar's uh, event, and it was really, really dope. And then afterwards, she sent me this beautiful message, and I just appreciate, you know, all the poets that support each other. It just makes it a, a great welcoming space for all of us. I'm going to pass the mic back to AJ Wan. Thank you. That was an excellent piece, Sandy Shakes. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I have the esteemed position to introduce another brother who's brand new to my world. I've heard a lot about him. And it's only one other brother left over here. You know, so <laughs> I'm going to introduce a, a brother with the name that my mother raised me on. And this is the kind of exercise that we um that we're showing each other here. So I wanna introduce Brother Larry Love. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Salute to you guys for this platform. Um, it's it's a great, great honor to be here and to be able to share with some of these phenomenal poets and creatives here tonight. And like I always say, Dre is one of the most hardest working individuals I know out there. She's everywhere and supporting everybody. So salute to her. Say that. Say that. She don't get to hear that enough. Yeah, yeah. Give her those flowers. Okay, uh, my name again is Poet Larry Love. I am a spoken word artist, um, born and raised here in South Central LA. Um, I'm a writer, producer, director of spoken word musical stage plays, um, one of which I have coming up on excuse me, May 28th. 
Um, it's called Searching for Love 70 style. So we're taking it back to the 70s, breaking out the Afro wigs, breaking out the bell bottoms, all 70s music. We're presenting a, a play that follows two couples, a revolutionary brother and his humble wife that's worried about him getting himself killed and another sister who wants to only get on Soul Train. That's all she cares about at the expense of alienating her man. So we're gonna play those two things out on stage and let the audience help us decide whether they should stay together or break apart. So, you know, if you guys are not doing anything on Sunday, May 28th, check me out, um, you can get tickets and, and come come see that. Uh, Dre is gonna be my special guest there. So yeah, we're gonna have a really groovy time if y'all know what I'm saying. Um, in terms of my spoken work, um, work, I formulated recently a company called Creative Love Network. And it's a, an organization of poets, professionals, and performers who really believe that spoken word can not only entertain, but also change lives one poem at a time. So we're pushing that out now, doing a lot of these type of events. Um, we recently did a poetry fest where we invited a lot of different poetry collectives out um, to share, showcase. And we're going to do a lot of those things going forward. My aim is to mainly put poets in a position that other artists are. You know, why should a comedian or a musician be able to make all that money and get on stage when we can evoke the same type of emotions, we have the same type of talent, same type of ability. So I want to push the culture of poetry forward. So that's my aim with the company, getting to those um, corporate spaces and, you know, really trying to do some big things with it. So, uh, yeah, you guys follow us and, uh, you know, check us out and maybe we can work together on some projects. Um, in terms of personally, um, I grew up as kind of a quiet kid not really introverted, but more just reserved and liking to observe things. You know, going by the principle that if what you have to say doesn't improve upon silence, then why speak? So I like to make sure I have something to contribute before I open my mouth. Um, in honor of Mother's Day, which is coming up, and I grew up as a, a child of a revolutionary, very active in the community where my parents and I follow their footsteps. So in honor of, of Mother's Day coming up, I like to salute the kings that are out there doing what they need to do to make a change in the world. But I also like to salute the sisters who are always on the back lines, not getting the recognition that they need. So this is a message to my kings as they do what they do. It's called revolution in the home. So you wanna be an activist and wear your dashiki Blow out your afro and protest on a weekly. Wear black leather coats and black leather pants, trying to bring back the 60s in that black power stance. But will you step to the forefront when the front line of your family needs to be manned? Would you raise that black fist and show that wedding ring on your hand? When your queen needs her king, would you stand right beside her? Quit complaining about the heat, brother. She needs you to walk through that fire. There needs to be a revolution in the home. So don't talk about it, be about it, save that black woman. She's the backbone of your family, you've got to praise that black woman. But you want to be heard, so you yelling revolution, screaming black lives matter and demanding restitution. No argument for me, cause see, I'm feeling that fight. But do not neglect that woman at home with your children at night. Homework, help, dinner and a snack, bathe and tuck them in, they ask, where is daddy at? She's covering your tracks, telling them that you at work, retreats to her bedroom where she cries because it hurts. Why? Because it hurts. Man, you can't even call. She don't know if you're in jail or in someone else's drawers. She's all about the cause, visualizing the bigger picture, holding down the home front and wishing she was out there fighting with you. But night after night, all alone she must sleep. The government ain't been overthrown and you ain't been home in weeks. There needs to be a revolution in the home. 
But I get it. You want to be an activist and wear your dashiki, blow out your afro and protest on a weekly, wear black leather coats and black leather pants, trying to bring back the 60s in that black power stance. But how militant will you get when you need to make sure that your family is fine? Would you put the movement on pause and dedicate yourself to spending a little bit of quality family time? Would you read to your son, sing a song to your daughter, give your lady a hug and keep your love life in order? What I mean is making your queen scream until the clouds open up and start pouring down champagne and rainwater. The foundation of our fight is rooted in the relationships we have with one another. Father to mother, sister to brother, friend to friend, and lover to lover. So listen, my brother, please make sure that your relationship with your woman is in tune. After all, we want her to bandage our cuts and bruises and never pour seasoning salt inside our open war wounds. 400 years and we've paid a very heavy cost. But what good is winning a battle on the outside when your family becomes a casualty and that war on the inside is ultimately lost? There needs to be a revolution in the home. And I say, I say. Thank you. Thank you. Now. This is, this ain't no show where we critiquing or giving viewpoints on things, but I was smiling like I was a youngster again listening to the last poets to Gil Scott Heron, the inspirations that brought me to where I came from and brother it was so much truth and you said it in such a strong way and to see the women smile and testify and co-sign every verse that's a testament right there to the power of what you've crafted over the over the course of your life getting to the point where you come here and, and blow this mic up like this um it's an honor. It's a pleasure to hear you. Appreciate that, King. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that was phenomenal. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Drea Lee, and she's gonna introduce the next artist. Yes, Larry Love. Thank you so much for coming, blessing the mic. That poem was much needed. Thank you so much. Can't wait for we the next one. <laughs> we love. So, uh, Larry, also put the um, link to the show you're going to have in the comments, oh, yes. so we can put it on screen, so everybody can have it. Coming up to the mic, we have Fly High. This is her third time on our show. She always come and bring fire, 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 fire. Now, to know her is to love her. She's such a great, you know, dope inspirational spirit she's always the same her energy is just fills the room she's so graceful and just very very divine and i want to bring her to the mic for so she could share her words tell us what you got going on in the uh, community um your up next uh project she also myself and fly high and Takira is in sixteen nineteen project. Something you guys must check out and pick up the book. You can get it um, at the Sims Library of Poetry. Is it also on Amazon? She could tell us that too, because she was part of creating the whole thing. So fly high, the mics on you. 
Hey y'all, um, I've had some connection issues, so I just want to make sure y'all can hear me. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay, cool. Cause y'all looking like, okay. Um, so I want to say peace to everyone. Um, those who are on stage right now and everyone in the comments, um, showing love. Um, my name is fly high. Uh, I want to thank Drea also for inviting me here to the space. Every time I come here, I leave inspired. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I am working on a my first collection of poetry. It is called Old Soul New Vessel. Uh, it's coming out in September. Really excited about that. Uh, through Mama's Kitchen Press. Shout out to Kamari Carter-Hawkins. Um, also, I was recently involved in a project called 1619 Speaks. Um, and that project is kind of celebrating our ancestors, the poets who have all inspired us to get to this point where we're on stages and you know sharing our truth, right? And so um, definitely you can check that out. I'll also put it in the chat. You can purchase it on Amazon. You can also get it at the Sims Library of Poetry. Um, and just hear Black voices speaking about those who inspired them and their journey as um, Black people, right, in this country. And um, without further ado, I guess I'm going to share my first piece with you guys. Um, and, and this piece is called Seeds of Division. The aggressive, scorching summer sun beat irresistible steel drum songs on the backs of our melanated necks. We roamed mama's house, searching for a place of refuge from our aggressor, the veranda, our savior. As we sipped sweet lemonade, her voice raised, our intense attention turned to auntie's conversation. Becoming transparent, she reached into her box of seeds, searching through life's lessons, doling them out to anyone who would listen. Unfortunate as she was, trauma and insecurities were never far behind. Finding a way to seep in, latching on to anyone who listened. Our presence encouraged her appetite. She welcomed us into her exchange. My cousins and I huddled around the table, eyes wide hungry for more. Gal pick me, and they treat me bad, bad. Beat me and teeth all my money. Me tell myself never again. Is me one pick up myself and get out of that the situation? Her eyes narrowed, her voice more serious now. The story became less about the retelling, more about the lesson. Engulfed, we all hung on to every word. Don't trust no man. You one must get it on your own. And if you're lucky and find one little husband, no matter who have the job or who had the work, you must always take care of you. She continued, knowing we were sprouted seeds, ready to be planted in fertile soil, young and ripe, knowing that each going. Mena, you must have one account separate from your man. Now make nobody know you have it. If anyone find out, they might try to teeth it from you and make them a slave for your own desire. It's your life and you one must make it what you want. She became sun, my young cousins and I sunflowers. We looked to her for light, to be the nourishment we needed to survive. You understand what I say? Make sure it's not joke me a joke with her no. 
The words of the scorned bitter woman remained, found residency in the earth of my heart, a seed that grew in all of us. And as women desiring to bloom, we realize we are gardeners, charged with toiling our own soil, challenged to uproot the weeds that attempted to choke our ability to flourish with our men. As sunflowers, it is our assignment to stand tall and remain resistant to the self-fulfilling prophecies that have tried to stunt our growth our entire lives. And it's time we let go. Thank you. Thank you so much Beautiful. for that piece. Hi, hi. Beautiful. Always know. Always, always. I'm going to pass the mic back to AJ1. Okay. Now, I believe I'm going to introduce our special guest. Right? Yes. Let me let me tell you about our special guest. She's a very special, special guest because I first met her in Africa town, Lamert Park. It's hard for me to even come outside. So the fact that I did come outside, one of the first people that I met was this woman. And I believe she got down and was blowing there in Africa town on the mic and I didn't get a chance to hear. But I have heard her. I stay hearing her live when it comes to the support, the encouragement, popping up and being up everywhere. Just like Drea, she right there with her. So I want to introduce my very special, wonderful guest to the community, a friend and a sister to us, and just a powerful and dynamic. And she came over to a dude's house last week. He had a Wi-Fi connection. He, he, he was messed up with his Wi-Fi connection. She got up in an Uber to, and went to his house. He was, you know, drinking a little bit too much, but, you know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> but she is just dynamic and I want to introduce everybody you all know who she is but for those that don't this is Queen Kwani go ahead Queen Kwani thank you that wonderful introduction we was in Africa town when we first met well, actually, it was actually on here when we first met, but the first time in right, person right. was in Africa. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm saying for just being the person that she to even know all of these people, amazing posts. a wonderful place. Now, I know how it feels to want to have the open live mic audience, but this this space is just as special, just as gracious for it. Um, hi. Hi. 
Jaquan, songwriter, and I'm I'm not gonna do too much. Tell you what I do. I have two books coming out. I'm gonna be performing Andrea's show coming on her birthday, June 28th. And so I'm gonna sing last week. And I was like, that's my song. And then I'm gonna go into the and um. Song was Amazing Grace. So I'm going to just sing Amazing Grace and get into my song. And on to the next. Amazing Grace, how sweet that saved a wretch me I once was lost oh but now I'm found but now I see thank you My Father, who art in heaven and on earth, my heaven on earth, my light when I'm in a dark place, I'll call him dad, friend, best friend, the definition of love, oh, how I love my father. I weep, he soothes my oceans, wides the waves with me to the shore, oh, what a hell of a ride it is. Our story is not as complicated as it seems, a beautiful tragedy. An almighty delight of get your shit together. My father, hallowed be thy name. Robert be thy name. Bruce be thy name. James be thy name. Love be thy name. Oh, Johnny, I come to thee with an open heart. Hands up, eyes closed, because I trust you. I see you, feel you, breathe you. I, you will not let, let me go. I won't let you die. You can't die. You live through me, my savior, my shoulder to lean on, my amazing grace. How blessed I be to say that I know you. And not only do I know you, but you are mine, my gift upon arrival, my love, my father. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hard, hard, Queen Kwani. Um, all the time, all the time. It's always a pleasure listening to you. You bring so much emotion, and you believe and trust in everything that you've written. You know, and that's that's pretty much what we all do as poets. We we gotta trust our word because what we writing is biblical to us. That's our Bible. That's our personal journey of our path and our experiences. So uh, I really enjoy that, Queen Kwani. I'm going to pass the mic over to Miss Drea to introduce. My favorite uh, word is edification. And I really appreciate how AJ edifies each poet that he brings up. And we have to practice that more, especially in our community, just edifying us correctly, right? It's just a beautiful thing. So next up, 
to the mic is my girl, K-Day. Now, K-Day is a musician, a poet, a mother, one of the dopest mic droppers that have ever hit the stage. She is so humble in everything she does. I'm just going to do a poem. So I just blow some something and just blow us out the water. So K-Day, she is out of town and she's still here. She 15, 1580. Yes. Bring it up to the mic <laughs> is K-Day. K-Day, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you have going on in the poetry community, and then bless our mic. Love that. Hey, y'all. Can you hear me all right? All right, cool. My internet been going in and out. I'm out in New Hampshire right now. So <laughs> it's been an adventure to say the least. Um, my name is Kaylee. And then uh, 1580, you know, <laughs> that K day, he hit me with that, that took me back. Um, I play a few instruments. I play the saxophone, the guitar, the piano. I like to sing and rap. Um, I don't consider myself a pro at anything. I'm just a Jane of all trades. I just dabble in a whole lot of stuff and that's kind of my thing. I just jump into stuff without really being ready for it. And uh, especially stuff that I'm afraid of. I just I have to do stuff that I think I can't. So that's kind of part of my message and my purpose because I waited too long waiting for things to be right or doubting. And at, the, at a certain point, that's the only way you get better. That's the only way you master or get close to mastering anything is just doing it and doing it again and falling and falling and falling and getting back up and proving your own self wrong. Um, I have a my first book of poetry coming out this year. It's called Raw, the Trilogy by Kaylee K. Hannah. And um, that's just me being raw and vulnerable and who I am and silly and ridiculous and uh, weak and strong and all that. So um, that's, I'm really proud of that. I'm still working on it, it's almost done. And then uh, next year, I plan to drop an album, soulful, jazzy, hip hop, maybe some rock in there. And that's gonna be called It's All Love, because it is. Um, I'm gonna be performing for uh, Brenda Vaca and um, Whittier coming up on the 19th. And that's at, I think, Casa Verde in Whittier. I gotta um, confirm the name, yeah, with Andrea. I'm gonna be performing for you, for your birthday, which I'm so excited about, and with Caesar in August. So I'm so happy to see so many familiar folks and Larry Love. Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need to hear it as a mantra, that piece, <laughs> every morning. <laughs> there you go. I think you just, yo, you just wrote the outline to my wedding when I get married in like 50 years. <laughs> That's I'll my vow. Let me know when you get married. Please. <laughs> you guys have going to be a while. <laughs> okay, this piece, um, only because I'm out of town and I don't know what else I got memorized right now. It's called um, Coming of Age, Black in the Days. And it's like, it's one of the first things I wrote that I was like, that's a poem. Honey child, 24 karat golden child, chosen child of God. Did it slip your mind as you sip your wine and wine them hips? This shooting star lifetime does not grow on trees. Sunshine, 
Dip your lips into this tea as you exist and breathe in. Do your set and rise justice, so kiss. Don't stop believing that we arrived to birth on Earth, sans compass, journey to this planet blasted on the surface and perfectly, perfectly purpose. Stack packed and strapped with a task to uplift that's worth it, just no roadmap to the planet. The only guarantee that unspoken momentum Moment to moment, moving forward, pushing toward the end of life as we know it. In youthful days, we'd see pendulums swing lazily, some heat waves hazily babying our playful dreams. Seasons ran long, sprints and calves strong, from dusk till dawn to infinity and beyond. We'd tiptoe trot the furthest ledge hedged for the young. Spinning our wheels, we spun on edge till our whirlwind heads first tried to dive, then belly flopped into window shops, displaying what we thought was grown as that crisp Cali air filled our lungs. Yet childhood travels would be far outdone by millions of middle of the run, humdrum just for fun fantasies, leaping recklessly among jacaranda leaves, roaming freely through lavender and peonies. As far as we imagined, ocean waves crashed with abandon. The days dragged on till the days dragged, breathed fire. No pausing to think. Sunscreen. We chased the heat and life's pace increased. Passion's desire forced lead foot to pedal. Lead to sharpen our focus. Pure precious hocus pocus was a plague of fear-based locusts, carving our hopes and blind vision one notch at a time. Maturity's motive lent us drive to reach fallen destinations. Barely alive, we became ghosts who haunt a nation. No longer hidden behind childlike eyes, insecure and broken, we'd seen too much. It stunned to find our buzzing hive was not enough. Even with the honey-sweet comfort it provides, it refused to guide us through detours or shoot ahead through shortcuts where triggers would reload. Gullible innocence, in a sense, had to die to teach those egos to decode stop signs in disguise. We unmasked and derobed evil with fortunate happenstances and naked forest dances, single-handedly dismantling circumstances wilds while wild frantic people peered through spiritual peepholes. They panicked but managed to steal and still take us for granted. For the rest of our days, we'll stay incognito with this own Lego. Repo all that we lost to false amigos when our guard was down. Exes ran off with cheap shots, but we plot value in flashes of beast mode. It's all in how you handle struggling and hungry. These lessons don't come free. Unashamed, our dignity is not a game. Choosing not to freeload off those who pounded these grounds before, but forgot to share the cheat codes is how divine composures found. Everything ain't always black and white exposure now. So we must point and shoot every single free throw before the final buzzer sounds. Thank y'all. Mm, yes, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that piece, Kaylee. I'm gonna pass the mic back to AJ1 and bring up our next poet. Before we do that. You in New Hampshire, Kata? Yes. You say New Hampshire? Yeah. Um, I think it was what, maybe four or five days ago, uh, you made a comment in, on one of the photos 
one of the posts on IG. Mm-hmm. And I said something, you know, a little slick. And you came back with a whole freestyle <laughs> <laughs> up in the comment box. You remember that? <laughs> and I was looking at that. I, was I know she ain't freestyling up in my comment box. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it was level. And I know you were just playing around with it, but your commitment to the language, your commitment to rhythm, to to the soul, the fact that at the drop of a dime, you'll pick up that alto saxophone and just tear it up on on a moment's notice. Like you was playing a a blow the whistle. What, what was it you were playing last week? It was uh, getting it. Getting it. Oh, do 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 do. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, just yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I need to be up on that album, so you better have a spot open for me. You have a VIP VIP spot. Come on now. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, the next artist, we're going to spin the block. We're coming back to the big poet laureate of Pomona, Big Caesar. You got right. some follow-up to uh, Green Flim Tacos, man? Yeah, I got it. I got it. This is, called, this is called Stolen Light. For them times where you know you had a poem and someone rudely, rudely messes up your rhythm. You know what I mean? So I got a poem for that. Today I had a poop, a poem pushing inside me, breathing light, leaking through a small window from a work trailer in a place where beauty is nothing but a waste of time. My heart needs to sing. My tongue, my tongue needs light. The factory needs to crumble and my poem needs time. Before I could finish, it was stolen, taken from the deepest part of my heart and straight into a rich man's dream. I need this poem to finish the day, to protect me from greed's enslaving voice, from the loops of broken machines, reminding me I'm just some poor replaceable spick, a cerote worker that comes from a family of immigrantes, a bloodline that knows how to work then die, never allowed to look outside into our mother's eyes to glide through the smoke of rusty metal pipes. This poem is opening me, showing me stars talking dreams born in the worker's gut. Come on, man, say say that, represent. Uh, we're going to pass the mic back to, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take this time to introduce our wonderful host. What she's going to do is not pass the mic to anybody. I'm passing the mic to her, for her to deliver. <laughs> many, many poems. Uh, yes, I'm going to introduce everybody. Let's give a round of applause. To the chef, Dre Lee. Thank you so much. I wasn't even ready. <laughs> you stay okay, ready, lady. girl. We know. All the time. 
Let me find a piece. This is just something that I wrote May 7, 2023 at 4.39 p.m. As I closed that chapter of my life, I realized that the great pretender had taught me a valuable lesson. I learned that sometimes people put on a facade to get what they want. And that's important to pay attention to. Inconsistencies. And listen to our intuition. Moving forward, I promised myself that I wouldn't settle for less than, than I deserve. I would no longer be someone who pretended to love me or who didn't value my feelings. I would be with someone who was genuine, honest, and loyal. It's painful to let go of what I thought was love. I knew that in the end, it was for the best. I had learned to trust my instincts and I had grown stronger from the experience. As I walked away from the great pretender, I knew that I was ready to find someone who would love me for who I am, flaws and all. And I had faith that one day I would meet that person who would make me forget all about the great pretender. So I have a new book that I'm writing. So it's short stories. And that's just a little sample. So I have this poem called The Great Pretender. And that's just the introduction to the story. So my book is titled, I Got a Story to Tell. So it's different experiences in my life that I've experienced working with girls in the system or different people that I know. Some ends in murder, some ends in pain, some ends in triumph, right? So it's going to be a twist to every story. So you never know what's going to happen. And then the story might continue from first chapter and then you pick it up again in a third or fourth chapter. So it's suspenseful. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on. Okay, so next up to the mic is Takira. Bless her mic again with some of your beautiful poetry. I cut my hair to see if God was real. Shaved the sides because the taste of freedom made me high. I watched as tradition fell to the ground like tired leaves. If only they would get swept away. It would save me the effort of picking them up and throwing away all that I knew. Maybe if it evaporated like puffs of black smoke, I could say with a clear conscience, tradition left on its own. I cut my hair so when the sun shone, the rays would seep into my brain, chasing away ill thoughts. I lined up my edges to make my ideas more presentable before him. I thought, if only I could sense God on my scalp, remove the barrier between my mind and grace, I could lay prostrate on the ground, feel the footsteps of mercy walk by, and then cry out, knowing this time I did not miss him. I had to cut my hair so that faith could grow anew. I snipped the mane of heavy expectations to let the mustard seed fill the rain from the sky. No longer choked by the spiraling strands of anxiety. I knew if only I had no more dead ends, I could show my face, lay bare my skin, drop vanity for his namesake and pick up freedom in its place. Thank you. Thank you so much for that piece. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm going to pass the mic back to AJ. 
Yes, yes, Takira, that was very, very nice. Very nice. Uh, the next artist was Larry Love. I think he might have dropped out, but I'm going to introduce Miss Sandy Shakes. Are you ready, Miss Sandy Shakes? We can't hear you. Your mic is off. I'll mute that mic. I guess I wasn't ready, but now I am. Here I am. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Ooh, we're going like around the table. That's cool. My computer is tripping. Okay. Um, you know, this is an old one. Let's do one because of Mother's Day. And I have one sunshine and that's all I need. So let's let's do one for him. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> the beat, every beat, the right beat at the wrong time. Can you remix it? Can I ask for a different track? Because half of your production team made me feel bootleg. It was never your fault, baby. I was a hook and bound to get jacked from my royalties. You were the only song I wanted to play loud as fuck. Let the speakers blow out because your love would be the ultimate release party. The small note escaping, sounds of bullets, war, ghetto battle cries, and international political righteousness of a veteran and a simple girl from an east side hood who refused to know better. Cause the flags were there and they weren't American. This beat was formed in a broken womb gathered by enough hormones flown over chromosome by chromosome and rescued by butterfly wings. They call it a butterfly effect. Nothing has ever been the same again. Layers of layers and prayers and prayers so that my seed could one day breathe and then hold its breath to kick his mama's belly while her grand laughter disturbed his peaceful water nap. The beat, every beat, the right beat at the wrong time. Can you remix it? Can I ask for a different track? Because half of your production team made me feel bootleg. It was never your fault, baby. I was never told I was a classic, so I allowed them to sample me. I made a puzzle piece. They told me to spell autism, a unique brain, they said, so unique your son will never feel complete his senses will always be on 4d with no way to turn it down he will be programmed on loud and there will be days when he forgets to show you he loves you completely but his smile his smile will have the power to light up the broken circuits left in your chest my son likes deeper melodies so deep so that he keeps notes on a trombone kind of scale. He asked the violins if they can take five. I prayed for jazz. Then my baby told me, look, mama, how I sing. The beat, every beat, the right beat at the wrong time. Can you remix it? Can I ask for a different track? Because half of your production team made me feel bootleg. It was never your fault, baby. I was, and that's not who I have become. I am an artist and you are my muse. Show me the palette you prefer and I will burn all the colors to the ground that won't turn into your sunset. I will ban all the sharp lines so that you can draw over them safely. 
and I will stand next to you and we will become the most perfect melody. The beat, every beat, the right beat. I will never play another track because you will stay on repeat for my Abby. That was beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. Beautiful. Definitely. That's right. That's right. My vibe, telling my violins to take five. There, there was so much in there. So many verses uh, attached to question. But you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more inquisitive about the expression, the inspiration, but you know, we, we, we kind of move in this round robin thing. I know we can ask questions, but I got like 10 questions for saying shakes. I'm going to pass the mic over to the chef, Dre Lee. Thank you so much. Okay, up next to the mic is Larry Love. Bless our mic again, then we're going to get back to a couple of those questions for Sandy. Okay. Question. You guys want something in more of the vein of what I did before, a little heavier or something a little lighter? So right? give, give us diversity. You you hit us over the head with the revolution and the truth. Okay. So flip it. Give us give us something different. Okay. Got you. Uh quick question for the ladies. What do you guys prefer, younger man or older man? Anybody gonna answer that? Older man or younger man? Older. 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 Like 85. Just older. <laughs> <laughs> no box for the young man. Okay. Old man and young man conversing with one another. Topic of discussion, which one's the greatest lover? Old man told the young man he's romantic till this day. Take a lady out to dinner, he insists that he pays. Opens up her car door, help her get out. Pulls her chair out at the table, he's a gentleman, no doubt. Walking to her door, make sure she's inside and safe. Good night kiss upon her cheek, and he'll call the next day. The young man said, old man, you doing way too much. If she and I are not a couple, she and I going Dutch. I ain't opening up no doors, and I ain't pulling out no chairs. And if she lives in an apartment, I ain't walking her up no stairs. And by the end of the night, if that east side don't come out, you think I'm calling her the next day? Oh, that's highly in doubt. See, that's the problem with you old dudes. Y'all be spoiling these chicks. A young brother like myself, I hit them and drop them like wet bricks. The old man shook his head and said, boy, look here. You gonna end up all alone in your senior years with no one you can talk to, no one you can trust. You out here turning down love, steady looking for the lust. But trust me, honey attracts more bees than vinegar do. You having grilled cheese alone, I'm having lobster dinner for two. And you wonder why these women won't vouch for your ass? You trying to get inside their bed and can't afford a couch for your ass? And that's sad. You just better be glad that I treat my women right. Because I'm going on a date with your mama tonight. The young man's mouth nearly fell and hit the floor as he thought about his mom and what this man might have in store. He said, if you take my mother out, you better treat her with respect. She's a lady, so be a gentleman and you better get the check. You better open every door, you better pull out every chair, and we live in an apartment, so you better walk her up those stairs. And ain't no spending the night, because if you try, I'm putting you out. Yeah, I know it's my mom's out upon her couch. 
So the old man just laughed and said, ain't no getting all mad. We gonna have to get along because I'm gonna be your stepdad. And that's that piece. So that was dope. So I'm going to pass the mic. Thank you so much for that piece, Larry Love. Pass the mic back to AJ1. So there's no questions or no comments from any other ladies on that piece there. We're just going to all be silent. What's happening here? (laughs) No one wants to unmute and, and say something about what they just heard. What you think about that? That's exactly why I prefer the older man because <laughs> the younger man on one, but they want you to treat that mama with the respect they won't give. Ain't that something? There you go. There you go. Goodness gracious! Goodness gracious! I'm gonna pass the mic. Uh, Shetty, I'm going to ask you the questions. I'm going to send you a, a DM and ask you those questions that I had uh, after that last piece. Up next uh, is Fly High. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I was just getting ready to say the next artist is Fly High. Fly High. Wow. I, I just want to, yeah, I just want to say like I've loved all the pieces tonight. Every time I come, it's just like, you know, whether I'm on the stage or off the stage, like y'all are some dope poets, amazing artists. Like you had me laughing, Mr. Larry Love. Um, you know, have some my heart, you know, just feeling the emotions of some of these pieces. So I just want to say thank you. Um, and my next piece is called What I Owe Myself. I owe myself pumpkin spice lattes, butter croissants, and my own excitement about early mornings carved out just for me. I owe myself the ability to be grateful for exactly where I am and to dream for a greater reality. And when that dream no longer serves me, I owe it to myself to dream even bigger the next time. I owe myself the gift of laughter, warm embraces, and words of affirmation. I owe myself so much fun and adventure to outweigh all of the time I have spent playing hide and seek with my own joy. I owe myself rest to have do nothing at all, order in and binge days because rest is revolutionary too. I owe myself the gift of falling, failing and building myself back up again. I owe myself the gratification that comes with knowing I've done that work for me. I owe myself meditation, long long walks with the ancestors and mama earth to get rooted when everything else around me in my world seems flipped upside down. I owe myself the time it takes to love myself for real. I'm going to say that again. I owe myself the time it takes to love myself for real, to create a love so deep that I can swim in the oceans of my overflow and bask in the masterful unfolding of me like sunset skies in the summertime. I owe myself the deliciousness of enjoying 
every single moment. But most of all, I owe it to myself to spend the rest of my life practicing to get there. Thank you. Yes, yes. Nice. You nice. Cool. Gorgeous. Nice. You, you better get your self Larry Love Lariat Lariat self on. That was beautiful. That's a that's a mantra for us all, really. Yes. Exactly. That's a mantra for all of us. You just wrote that. Dedication to those that need to recognize the rest is revolutionary. Yeah. You know, that was the Guess who's um, up next to our mic? I don't know. Who, who's next? AJ Wan is up next to bless our mic. Okay, okay. Oh, this, AJ. Okay, this, I got to tell you. I got to You know that I'm normally on the laptop, right? You got and a I'm lot of phones up here. Can I can I finish my statement, please? So, <laughs> all right, all right, Kanye. <clears throat> so, it, everything's really microscopic. I'm here to listen and enjoy the artists. Nah, I, I'm not listening to what Kashan's saying over there on the on the on the comment. No, nah. I'm listening and enjoying the work from the community. I, would and like I to was too. It. I was too, but you put me on the spot to say a poem, so it's only right for you to do one as well. So let the people hear you. Let's go, AJ. Uh, mm -mm, nah, nah. Uh, 15, I think 1580. No, Queen Kwani. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like no, to... Bring... AJ, AJ, let's go. Give them a little snippet. I, I don't have nothing available. Look, <laughs> freestyle then. Freestyle it. I don't have A haiku. <laughs> Tonight is the gladdest night that I'd be wells enough to let my pen free. To deliver a sistery that's as cold as Natalie, Rebecca J, and Dr. Johnette B. B. More Campbell soup, said Terry McMillan, chilling, dining with CC wine is by the CCH pounder set to impress in a Ruth E. Carter dress, sharp like Didi, on a bridge over the untroubled waters of Ethel and Maxine. Butterflies, my queen, Latifah's a dream. I need a baker to make Phyllis's Wheatley cake. Maybe Josephine could battle beside Kathleen as a team now. Wouldn't that be me? Leontine's price was so nice that when Alice became a walker in Rose's purple-colored parks, outsparks Dominic Dawes, pretty as a ruby defying all laws of gravity, told me she would go see Lola Falana tomorrow and a concert by Tony, Tony, Tony. I said, what? She said that's Morrison, Braxton, and Kay Bambara, or a carol sung by Grand Diane, and after she's done, Nancy, Cassandra, and Mary Wilson's are shining bright. Together, they might reach a height Dorothy Dandridge couldn't manage. I'm the stubborn kind of fella to tell a Tammy Terrell or Ellen, rejoice, the Fitzgerald and Angel sings. I know why a flossy bird flies higher on Mary McLeod number nine. 
as Dr. Maya Angelo. You know she creates timely rhyme for the mind. Is it a crime to say to Sade, I do till life ever could by do us part? Well, on and on, it must start in the musical home of Sylvia Rome, then spill to Stephanie Mills. She said she never knew Moni Love like this before, so could you put some more Melba on those peaches, Jane, so I want you to pick, man. Angela Davis will take me there faster, faster than Mavis Staples can. Since we on the topic of Carol Speed, watch Julie Dash on strong from the past of Suzanne's baton. I tried to warn her that Jackie and Florence Griffith, then Gwen Torrance would join her. She didn't hear me. I said, Evelyn Ashford and Sandra Patrick are cat quick, and Marion is the only Jones you ain't keeping up with. It's just a little bit of that. <laughs> what? What? You better quit it. Next I'm making my brain cells work. <laughs> you my soul was double dutching through there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> next to come up to the mic, I'm going to pass the mic back to Chef Drea. Yes. Next up for Bless Our Life is Queen Kwani. 100%. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Th I can't believe you were trying to keep that from us. You so go on. That's and just a little stupid. Beautiful, beautiful poem. That, oh, man, that voice, you don't play with it. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. All of you guys are just simply awesome. Awesome. Just, I am. I am so poets all around. Thank you for having me in this space again. Um, in the honor of Mother's Day, <laughs> I am going to do a poem to my unborn child. Ironically, <laughs> I am not a mother. <laughs> um, but if they ask you why I never had children, Tell them it's because I never wanted them. You tell them that this world is so cruel and complex that I don't even want to be in it. So why would I subject you to this bullshit? World so hectic, and yet I embrace it with a smile, with such grace, would be the epitome of what a good mother should be. But see, that's just it. See, you would change all that. For you, I say, fuck this world. Though I already do that with a smile now, for you, I'd be a little more aggressive with it screaming and determined that you can't have my child. You want no pain like me, get neglected like me, or feel like me not wanting to be here. And if you did, I would kill you. How dare you not appreciate all I would do for you? I would live for you. I've already wanted to die, but see, this world needs my smile. It needs just a little bit of creating happiness. And if you were here, my world would evolve around you. The man that I created you with would be jealous of you because I'll probably love him more than anything else in this world up until you arrive. But fuck him too. I will make you the exception and the only exception to why life is worth living. For without you here, it will be okay to die. So you were better off dead than alive. You're welcome. 
we're gonna switch this mic up. Up next to the mic, we're gonna take it back to fly high. Fly high. Um, okay, so I had like a meditation type of poem, and then I had one to my to my unborn as well. So I'm gonna leave it let's, up to y'all which one you want to hear. Let's hear the one to your unborn. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> it's called To My Unborn, My Star Seeds. I know you will find sanctuary in this body, just as I did when I chose to make a home of my mother's womb. The ancestors and guides have whispered that you're coming in vivid visions and lucid dreams. The work of a star seed is to choose their guide and I am grateful that you have chosen me. Before you come earthside, there are a few things that you need to know. In preparation for your arrival, I cleanse this vessel, my womb, of past traumas and karmic cycles. I carved out a space inside of myself to make room for someone new, someone I have never really been, flexible. I fashioned myself into a springboard, becoming the parent I needed as a child for myself, but I will become even better for you. In my preparation for your arrival, I became everything I have always wanted to be. And for me, and for you, and for that, I thank you. I will spend the rest of my life showing up for you so you know that I see you love, respect, honor, and value you. Never doubt that. I have always wanted you, and I always will. Thank you so much for that piece. Yes. Pass the mic back to AJ Wong. Yes, Let's yes. Let's Shaking the mic up. That's right. That's right. Uh, I do want to say that it's amazing. I don't know if it's just the artist connection, but the curation of the talent, you have such a diversity of style. Everybody's delivering things differently. There's no artist that is delivering with the same pace and cadence as the next. Sometimes when you're in a in a group or in a community, we kind of all master the same style. If it's slam poetry or uh, prose, we're doing the same thing. We're kind of matching each other. But what makes this a dynamic experience is that we have we we all in L.A. All of us are from L.A., but we're coming from a different type of rhythm, but all in the same group. You know, the, the the pace and the cadence is a trip because it's so dynamic. Larry coming with that firepower, that 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 aggression and delivering that that punch. And then Fly High is giving us a melodic serenade with with anything that she's speaking on. I could just 
pull up on my pillow right here and just conk out, but it'd be disrespectful. <laughs> if I just sleep right here, boom, I'm out. That's fly high as far. Then we got uh, the 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 freestyle flow, the hip hop infusion of 1580 over there in New Hampshire. I mean, you could be anywhere, but you up in New Hampshire? Come on now, just hip hop in New Hampshire. This is the first time those two things have ever been said in the same sentence, right? I know. Facts. <laughs> I had to put so much hot sauce on my meal earlier. I'm telling you. Exactly. It's a little different out here. Hurry up and get back. You know, hurry up and get back. But yeah, I had to take a quick little pause for the cause just to deliver that that compliment to everybody collectively is that it's uh, brilliant. All of you are brilliant and so uh, diverse with the expression. So with that being said, we're going to go back to shaking. We're going to put that shake down on that. We're shaking the mic up, so we're going to put Sandy Shakes in the mix. You ready to shake it up again? Ready to go. Okay. Shake. Uh, this is for all my um, brown little girls in all the neighborhoods that are gonna grow up and see poets like them, like her on stages for the next ones. Here we go. <clears throat> Thankful for the pause that I get to inhale and savor every last silent word that would otherwise infiltrate, escalate and contaminate an already ugly situation. You see, I am a poet and by having people absorb that, they automatically assume I will only spit roses and sugar drops. Pero no contaban con mi astucia. I won't translate that, so Google it. Roses and sugar from these lips? Nah, not on Zoom, open mics at least. Cause society has only recently accepted my bee stung, or should I say killer bee stung lips? Accepted them as acceptable, photographical, and maybe even front page editorial. If and only if I would admit to artificially injecting them though. These folks ain't ready for the organical. So I spit like I know names of plants that do more than give us Iceland's. You see, they are making profits off of a planta that is native and doesn't need to be disguised in shiny containers with lids. Have you asked who owns these dispensaries or if they contribute to programs for after school kids? No? Okay, maybe then you should pause and think. In the meantime, let me be thankful for the pause that I learned to take to correct this Boyle Heights accent. When speaking in interviews, interviewers want to hear a more graceful, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, Miss Cornejo, could you do that again and this time less ethnic? When all I want to do is to rock the moon with the what's up, Rasa? Because this type of mic asks for no pause at all. This mic lets me receive love in the chat while my pieces press pause. Thankful for the pause or maybe the involuntary silence from those in academia that frown upon the way I mess with their words, their nouns, and their vowels because poetry was cooked as an English man's dish, cold and flavorless. I enter this kitchen with all my spiciness, 
comedic timing of, of some El Chavo loving South Side of Chicago born migrant. And that bothers them. The audacity of this little lady to throw rhymes in the blender and make them drink Mexican. Chicana thoughts, Chicana sounds, Chicana hopes, full of hoops and love of palabra. Thank you. I want to work with you so bad. You dope. <laughs> yeah. The voice. The voice. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Powerful. Right in line. Right in the thing. Uh, Chef Dre Lee. It's on you. All right, back up to bless our mic. Let's give it over to Larry Love. The poet Larry Love. Okay, keeping with the theme of unborn children, this piece is about a child having a choice to be born or not into this world. It's called Paranoid Fetus. Paranoid Fetus. Unborn child, scared to live, help me Jesus, I am a paranoid fetus. Afraid to leave the womb, this world don't want me here, black Jesus. From inside my mother's stomach, I can feel the blatant hatred. Buzzard circle before my birth, because I'm black, have I been snake bit? The angels call, come to the light, but I'm not convinced that this world is sacred. Seen so many black babies blessed with breath, but then death comes in and takes it. Mother's breathing, steady increasing. The birth of me is not far away, but if given the choice, I'd stay inside. What worth is life in the end of days? So to God I pray. Heavenly Father, let not the levees of my mother's birth canal be cracked. Let not her water break nor her contractions intensify and start coming painfully back to back. For my wish is to remain where I am at, attached to the placenta, surrounded by the fluids that comfort me within the amniotic sac. And mother, where's my father at? Does he know how close you are? Has he proceeded to grab the already prepared hospital bag and placed it upon the back seat of the car? The journey is not far, but we're traveling fast. Mother's feeling nauseous, daddy's stepping hard upon the gas. Whoa, daddy, don't you run that red light. I know I gotta come, but I don't wanna come tonight. Besides, what's the rush when we're in the last days? The world's full of suicide, homicide, and rape. The world's full of genocide, apartheid, and hate. The world's full of stereotypes, parasites, and snakes. That's why I am a paranoid fetus. Unborn child, scared to live, help me Jesus, I am a paranoid fetus. Afraid to leave the womb, this world don't want me here, Lord Jesus. From inside my mother's stomach, I can feel outside aggression. Maggots cry for my demise, if I'm born alive, will I suffer depression? The angels call, come to the light, but I'm not convinced that this world will love me. Seen so many black brothers jailed this year, I don't want no cop to cuff me. Seen so many black bodies dropped this year. I don't trust nobody but me. Seen so many black babies hurt this year. I just want my God to hug me. Cervix dilated eight centimeters wide. I fight against the birth as I feel myself slide. Doctor, stand back with your mask and your gloves on. Don't deliver me until the guns and the drugs are gone. Life is not a love song. My people sing the blues. Another brother murdered. See the footage on the news. Priest abusing children. Child molesting someone's son. That's why I've been feeling nervous since trimester number one. Mama, I don't want to come. Please don't push me out tonight. I know you and dad will love me, but this world ain't spinning right. Terrorism, deep racism, anti-intellectualism, separatism, phony religion, intolerance of individualism. I've made my decision. I don't want to be born. 
Doctor, stop pulling. I don't want to be born. Mama, stop pushing. I don't want to be born. And daddy, please stop cheering. I don't want to be born. Too late. I've already been born. I'm breathing on my own. I've already been born. Umbilical cord cut. I've already been born. Laying on my mother's chest. I've already been born. Young, gifted, and black. I've already been born. And since it was the most high who insisted I be born, perhaps I was born to change this crazy world. I say. Ashay, what? Yes. Thank you so much for that piece. Gonna pass the mic back to AJ1. So, Kara is next. Poet Larry, was that piece about you? Yes, sir. Next artist coming up. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's it, Larry. That's it, man. You out here? You out here in LA? Yeah, yeah. Right in LA. You born and raised out here. Born and raised here. Ain't left here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh yeah, we gotta touch base, man. Touch base. And see what the purpose is, and let me let me give a little insight as we go to the next uh, artist, Takira. Touching base, and what I'm saying is, uh, we're not necessarily. My intention is not to uh, dig into uh, your business or find the inspirations, or but it's really just to make sure that when strong people see each other that we don't turn away right we go towards because we, we benefit more from becoming stronger we become weaker when we run away from people who have that like mind that like spirit and that ability to to create and design and and, and to build and imagine we have to run towards and not run away or not and that's what the artist connection is about. Connection. And that's what the connection is about, absolutely. But I just wanted to give that insight. Us getting together is going to be a benefit and a value, not just for us as brothers, but for the community, because we're going to have something to bring to the world. That was a powerful piece, brother. I appreciate it. Thank Next, you. Absolutely. absolutely. Next artist coming up that has already rocked the house is going to continue to do it again. Mr. Kira. Thank you. Oh my God, y'all. I don't really have nothing like that. It's been amazing. Uh, but I'm going to read this poem uh, of this letter that I wrote to God. Dear God, when I look at your reflection, I am often confused about your presence in my life. Would you rather I call you God or Father? See, as God, you are the Father, and a Father is an embodiment of your love often regarded as a reflection of your paternal affection towards us. Yet fatherless children don't experience you as a father. You're more of a faceless entity from above. For some of us, you resemble a judge or a bum, a thug or a deadbeat. Should I call you God, the good father or the man who left me? The pathway to trust you has been paved with broken promises glittering like good intentions. I see the suggestion of parenting, but feel the impression of forced independence. 
I feel hello hugs and kisses to mend disappearing acts and random goodbyes. I see the shadow of the entity that you are. I know the truth of your lies. I know you more in theory than actual function, more fable than nonfiction, more the lesson than the teacher. When I look in your mirror, I see a man half created with a gaping heart, leaky eyes, wide smile and velvet words. I don't trust your reflection. So how can I take you at your word? If a father is a reflection of your image, then God, your image needs work. Sincerely, a broken daughter. Yeah. That was uh, that, Yeah, I know. That piece made me sweat. There's a little bit of sweat coming yeah. down. Oh, she don't got nothing like that. It come with this. And come with that. Exactly. Exactly. On, See, she, she downplaying. She downplaying. She she did the downplay yeah. move. <laughs> that was deep. So deep. crucial, so necessary. Yes, I, I value your pen, Takira. You are incredible. You are Thank incredible. You. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna pass the mic to Chef Dre. Who you got for after Kaylee? <laughs> AJ1 is going to close us out, but I want all the poets to stay on until the credits roll. We can have a, a small discussion after. So, Kaylee, the mic's on you. Bless her mic. Okay. I found this in my emails. I'm having a little trouble with accessing my stuff, but um, one of our teachers and founder of CLI, Hiram, gave us a prompt, and it was a question, questions that you are sick of answering or something something like that, questions that folks ask you a lot. So I wrote this in response. It's called, What You Mix With. What are you? What you mix with? Now, where you from? My posture straightens. But where's your family from, though? You got black in you? You want some? Cervantes? Are you Latino? Hannah? You half white? What are you? It's never who are you. I am the dewdrop that came when my father rained. I'm dropping the hip. Came when my father rained down on my moms with violence and hate. I am the bubble that burst when my mama prayed for a pristine good girl with an easy to pronounce name. I am the feisty remnants that reign from when my great-great-grandmother was chased by soldiers in Mexico and hopped on a train and hid in a barrel to make it out alive so we could come to be generations later. I am the burnt-out jingle from the food truck on a sunny summer Saturday on Rosecrans and Central. I am the sprinkle of hot sauce that spills on the asphalt, the one the hard-working hard elote man does not have time to notice. I am the silent pride in not being tender-headed. I am the musical, methodical, mischievous opus that my daddy ain't want because I wasn't as important as his son, yet I still grew into everything he ever wanted to be. I am lying and say I have, saying I have plans already, but really I just want to snuggle in my Betty with some Sade playing and this pock rose that grew from concrete pages in my hands waiting to bloom. I am the syncopation in a Rakim cut. I am sweet Arab rice and savory jerk chicken 
I am using the leftovers the next morning to fill up some crispy tacos with some added mango salsa and a splash of lime. I'm the girl that that man said he'd waited a lifetime for, only to forget he ever said that when he dipped out with some yes women who could stay out all night with him because they didn't have to get up Saturday morning to cook for his children. I'm the one who will achieve all my dreams just because you told me I can't. I'm the one with two big door knocker solid gold goals that I, that I spoon daily into an IV to keep me going. It keeps me high. I am the massacred hearted romantic. I am the good luck grasshopper. I am the striped cat with her hand raised, smile blazing. To answer your question, because I always know what you mean, my mind just likes to take a voyage on the sea of questions I'd rather you ask. I am Black Sikhanese. I coined that myself. Let me break it down for you. Proud Black woman, but a real ninja first. Middle Eastern by way of per Persia, Lebanon, and my saucy granny. And Mexican pocha wannabe paisa out here, barely speaking Spanish. Does that satisfy your need to label me? Is that an interesting enough box? Does that qualify these luxurious three-week-old box braids? Does that quench your thirst to know precisely where this texture of my new growth stem from? Does it answer your curiosities about how I can rollerblade glide so smoothly like I'm light on my vernacular feet, cruise sweetly between workplace English to skate express Chino slang to LA Ebonics to cool water Spanglish, all in major, major chord arpeggios without hitting any sour notes? What am I mixed with? You don't care anyway. The fuck about my face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you for listening right, to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Hello. you so much for that, Kaylee. Yes. Uh -huh. I want to thank everybody for being here with us tonight. Make sure you like, share, subscribe to our channel, The Artist Connection on Let's Talk Radio. I'm going to pass the mic to back to AJ to close us out, but all poets stay on to after the credits roll. AJ, take us out. 1580 had me slumped in my couch right there. There was so much in there. It was, oh man, it's beautiful, beautiful. Meeting the Poet Laureate of Pomona, enough respect. Looking forward to meeting you real time, getting dap and uh, listening to you live. Uh, Sandy Shakes, Fly High. Uh, I mean, listen to the names. Sandy Shakes, Fly High, Larry Love, Queen Kwani, and then just Takira is a queen's name. You know what I mean? That's that's straight queen all day. We got the chef Drea and, and, and 1580K that Kaylee just representing you so LA. So hard, so cold. Um okay. This piece is called I Will Quench. The thirst of each inch square to seal the air tight, pinching the pair of your decked halls. When this love calls star frantic from Pacific to Titanic, you better answer, because it might be a big mistake if you decide to hesitate. Let's await the anticipation to pit a scissor split amidst the consummation. 
I love to twist this monkey wrench in this explicit lubricity inside the lascivious luscious you sent to me. Thank you for the declaration of war. Prior to my nailing, I kneel before as I impale, I peel some more. Horticulture and botany, tilling the dirt, scorching the earth, stems plucked and love struck in a bouquet to fuck up the monotony. Silk is spilling milk all over the linen, and I'm swimming in your syrup, moppingly. Hawaiian bread soaking the yolk on your head. And whatever you usually do, we can push past that. This nastiness is what I'm moving you to. And don't give me no, oh, darling. Mm -mm. The aim is to untame from tingle to twitch to smarting. Sensory stimulation. Mm. <laughs> Subliminal ejaculation. Mm. And the optical copulation. Taking the holy communion of Jesus, baptizing my one theistic priestess, testimony that you are gripping the mic open in this unspoken dialect, where I'm erect like the obelisk of opulence your opposite ingests. I'm sir to your loins. You purred as we join. I'm your essence scavenger. By design to return you to life outside of the dreams you've been concealed within. You just have to fight your way out of your longing. The entrapment is treacherous. The feelings you kill bereaves you to receive what's deserving to feel. Among other things, you just need some good fucking for calibration. Come on, baby. All you got to do is ask, and I will quench that situation. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all next week. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, yeah.